Welcome. You're listening to The Baker's Notebook, a new podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy of Mom of Two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking St. Louis Gooey Butter Cake by Melissa Clark, posted by the New York Times. Bake along with us. Hey, Stacy, why did you choose St. Louis Gooey Butter Cake for our recipe this week? Well, I chose it because my nephew goes to St. Louis regularly every year. Um, this year, they, they didn't make it because of the um, pandemic. But normally, they go to St. Louis every year. And he there has Aunt Nancy, who apparently makes this amazing gooey butter cake. And it's a pumpkin butter cake. And he said to me once, hey, Aunt Stacy." can you figure out how to make gooey butter cake? You really should try to make this because it's really good. And it was always in the back of my mind. And and he always said, you know, Aunt Nancy makes this pumpkin gooey butter cake. But my daughter really does not like anything pumpkin. So that aspect of it, I kind of was like, (laughs) "Eh, I'm not going to make it because it's not going to get eaten in our house, you know. And then when I saw this recipe at New York Times Cooking, uh, for St. Louis gooey butter cake, and it didn't have pumpkin in it. There was not; it was not a pumpkin butter cake. And it was one of the first times I've seen just a regular gooey butter cake recipe that didn't have pumpkin in it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got to try this. I got to try this because you know my nephew's been telling me to make this, and it, the story behind it's actually pretty interesting. It says that it was actually made by accident in the 1930s when a baker mixed up the proportion of butter in his coffee cakes, um, instead of throwing it out, he sold it by the square and it was like sugary and sticky and just this big hit. Um, and it does say that oftentimes you'll find this instead of pumpkin pie on the Thanksgiving table in Missouri. So, you know, I guess there is that, that replacement of the uh, pumpkin by these mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis uh, gooey butter cakes. And, and the reviews in this said there were people who in their review said, this is, you know, I'm from St. Louis. I've been to St. Louis, really mentioning St. Louis and saying, this is the closest thing they've had to the authentic thing. So I was like, I really got to try this. Right. And so I was excited about it. I like the note that leftovers are excellent for breakfast the next morning because this cake (laughs) is like a sugar, sticky, delicious bomb. Like it's amazing. And so when you said that you wanted to make this for the podcast, I was I was like, I was intrigued because, you know, I'm from Los Angeles and this is not something that we can find in bakeries here and we can find almost anything. But have have you ever seen gooey butter cake? Yeah, exactly. I have not. So this, this for us is pretty exotic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) St. Louis, you are totally exotic. (laughs) I've never actually, I've never actually had it myself. I've never had St. Louis gooey butter cake myself this is my first time so I don't really have anything to compare it to right I don't have much context I had a friend who brought like individual cakes to a party once but 
and I asked her like, what is this? And she said, it's gooey butter cake, but it was made with like a cake mix. It's like, there are all these shortcuts, like recipes mm. available online. And so it was, that was her rendition, but it wasn't like this, like, this is very different. Yeah. Um, hers looked more like a, like a, like a gooey cupcake just because of okay. how she made it. And it was like pale yellow. It wasn't, it wasn't what I ended up with. <laughs> you know what was, I mean? Was hers pumpkin or was hers plain? No, it was vanilla plain, like I guess, it. like this butter vanilla flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, this, this version is totally new to me. That was my only context. And this is like a different world. This is very different from what that was. Well, on my latest Zoom call with uh, my family, mm-hmm. I asked my nephew, I said, so... I made gooey butter cake. He was pretty excited about it. <laughs> and I showed him a picture and I said, so what other flavors are there? And his comment was, Aunt Stacy, I just have the pumpkin gooey cake <laughs> that Aunt Nancy makes. That's the only one I know. Ah. And I said, I said, oh, okay. Well, next time you're in St. Louis, <laughs> you, you've got to explore the area for me more and find out what other or ask Aunt Nancy, you know, what other flavors exist. So I think for people who've never had it before, it looks a lot like lemon bars, like thin lemon bars to me, but without the lemon, like that same texture yeah. of like a crust on the bottom, something like sticky and soft on top with the powdered sugar. Like it looks a lot like lemon bars to me, but when you bite into it, it's, it's like, it's butterscotch. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's it not. Is. You know, where's the lemon? No, yeah. this is something entirely different. Well, and I found it very interesting because this is one of the first times that I'm making a true sweet, sweet dessert that involves yeast. Right. So I was kind of surprised about that. So I think that was one of the um, potentially special ingredients that people will need to make sure they have on hand. Because other than that, it's milk, not a huge amount of milk, but, uh, three tablespoons of milk. And then you have the uh, five grams of active dry yeast. So that's just slightly under one of those packets Mm -hmm. uh, that you would buy in the store Mm -hmm. and six tablespoons of butter. So it's a lot of butter, right? Right. And then, um, and this is just in that crust. Just the crust. And then there's egg (laughs) and the flour. And then the topping has a whole 12 tablespoons of butter in it. So that name of butter cake, man, that really. It's accurate. Yeah. Right. And I'm just. It's so interesting to me, though, because the story is that a baker makes up the proportion of butter in one of his coffee cakes. But then this, there's two layers. Mm-hmm. So I don't get how that happened. Here, because... I, I, I have an idea. Because I've made um, coffee cake type cakes before with yeast. And it's, I think it's a German thing. Like St. Louis has a German uh, like history to it, German heritage. Okay. And so uh-huh. the only cakes that I've had with this like thin layer of yeasted cake on the bottom have been a German apple cake that I made once and a German oh. plum cake where there's two layers, right? So there's like a bottom part and then you press, for these recipes, you press fruit on top. And so for this, it's like the same idea of like a yeast, a very thin yeasted bottom part to the cake. And then you press something on top. In this case, a giant amount of butter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. That makes sense. Yeah. I think when I think of coffee thing. cake, when I think of coffee cake, I think of like, you know, the, the sour cream coffee cake kind of thing mm-hmm. that's baked in the bunt pan with like the, 
white icing on top. I think of that, or I think of the school cafeteria like (laughs) crumb cake cake. yeah 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 where you have that 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 crumb on top and it's just a huge huge sheet pan of cake I mean maybe Um, it was that where he just (laughs) maybe he was no but I think it makes more sense what you're saying because how do you get the two layers right right maybe he just went crazy with the topping (laughs) yeah and then got confused and ended up with this very different animal yeah and so um so going through this recipe, thinking about it, I thought it was a pretty straightforward, except step two says it, uh, using an electric mixture with a paddle, you cream the butter and salt, and then you beat, beat in the egg, and then you're going to add the flour and the milk. And this is um, to uh, make the dough. And it says that you beat the dough on medium speed until it forms a small mass and pulls away from the size of the bowl and that's going to take about seven to ten minutes right and i was beating it Mm -hmm. i was watching it get beaten Mm -hmm. and um at seven minutes it was looking like dough Mm -hmm. and i let it go for the full 10 minutes because i was waiting for it to like it says Forms a smooth mass and pulls away from sides of the bowl. Mm-hmm. Mine never did that. How long? Was, how long did you end up doing it? I did it for ten minutes, and it was fluffy, but not pulling away from the side. And I kind of was like, "Hmm, you know, this is going to be that that crust on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Do I risk over beating it, mm-hmm. or do I say, okay, ten minutes? I'm definitely getting fluffy, which they said." Um, you know, it should, I felt like that's what it should look, but it never pulled away. So, I mean, the way they described it, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be like, and maybe it's also because it has the yeast in it. I was biased thinking it was going to be like a bread dough where, you know, it does pull away and it sort of sticks to your, your beater Mm -hmm. and sort of goes against the side of the bowl, you know, and it's mixing. That's slap. Yeah. The slapping sound. I was, Mm -hmm. I was thinking in my head, I was waiting for the slap. And I, at 10 minutes, I'm always waiting for this. <laughs> and at 10 minutes, I didn't get it. And it was instead this very fluffy, mm-hmm. fluffy looking dough. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to beat it more because this just seems like it's just going to get fluffier and not, you know, slappy. Yeah. So I went, I went full, you know, slappy? I was, here's the thing. So the recipe asks for active dry yeast, right? And I buy, like, bulk. The brand is SAF or SAF, Uh the bricks of yeast, right? And I couldn't... Red Star? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like a brick with a chef on it. It's a freeze. Okay. Yeah, it's a vacuum-packed brick. I get them from Mm -hmm. um, our local restaurant supply store. And I couldn't remember what kind of yeast this is. And it turns out that I was using instant yeast instead of active dry. Okay. So I looked it up because I always wondered what the difference was. Apparently, active dry needs a liquid to be activated. And then instant yeast doesn't. So you can add instant yeast to like a dryer mixture and not have it bloom. So when I put my yeast in step one in a little bit of water and milk, the instruction says mixture should foam slightly. And mine did not Mm -hmm. foam. Mine just sat there. And I was like, well, maybe there's something wrong with my yeast. (laughs) So... I um I just went on to step two because it was late and I didn't want to go get active dry yeast at the store. Okay. And I just thought, well, if I'm using the wrong yeast, I might as well like 
deviate more from the recipe and see what happens. And so I beat it for a full 15 minutes, like five more minutes over. And that is when it started to get loose from the sides. And that's when it started to slap a little bit on the sides of the bowl. And the thing that's really unusual is that this is a really small amount of dough. Like it's, it's little, it's not what you consider, like when you're making a batch of bread, that's like a significant mm-hmm. amount of dough to need, right? This is just like a little mm-hmm. amount on the bottom yeah, of the it's mixer. One, one and three quarters cup of flour. Right. So, so I thought not, like it's not a lot of flour. If I had messed up, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal of a waste, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, all right, let's just mm-hmm. go until it starts to form that mass. And, you know, just five more minutes and it did. It started to go. Okay. But the thing is, the next problem that I had was step three press this dough that you made, this kind of like little tiny miniature bread dough into a nine by 13 dish. Right. And did you feel weird doing that? Because I felt like it it just barely covered the bottom of my pan. See, I was okay because maybe that's because mine was fluffy. Oh, maybe I just like, (laughs) right. I beat the heck out of mine. mine Since mine was fluffy, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, it fit the pan fine. I didn't have a problem with that. I see. Okay. I actually... I actually um, pressed it down a little because it says press dough into. Right. And again, when I'm working with yeast and things, this is like the opposite of what you usually do, right? You usually don't try to squeeze air bubbles out, out of, of things, things right? right? That's the opposite. So, so, but I pressed it in, you know, and I made it uh, nice and thin, like as if I was thinking more about making like lemon bars, like you had mentioned. So I did press it in and then I let it, you know, proof. And it definitely did double. It was it was really really, you know, nice and active. See, here's my problem. And Mine didn't rise at all. So I do kind of wonder though, Mia, because you were saying that you use the Saf Instant, mm-hmm. the one with the chef on it, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I use. I buy it by the whole pound um, bag. Yeah, right. And when I do add it to the warm water, um, it does still. It, it did does foam? Still foam. Oh no! It does foam. Maybe my yeast and is like expired. I do, I do wonder. How do you store your yeast? Do you store it in the freezer? I store most of it in the freezer, and then the stuff that I okay. like, I keep a small jar of it in my cabinet. But the thing is, uh-huh. like, if I put it on the wrong shelf in my cabinet, that's like, this is very specific. But the sun hits the side of my house and it warms up that specific oh. shelf, and I think that I kind of okay. like move it around, and so it might. Okay. Yeah, it might be. My yeast might be old. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. So I, I do I do a similar thing because I buy it by the pound, right? Mm-hmm. I store it in the freezer. Then I have a very small, like, two-ounce jar that I keep on my counter mm-hmm. uh, that I use. And then, you know, I just refill the jar from the freezer. Right. That's um, what I, I do, too. I don't have the issue of the sun hitting it. On the side um, of, my ca- of my... It's on the other <laughs> side of the wall, but, like, I've noticed that it gets warmer in that cabinet. Yeah. But it, we haven't used any... Have we used any yeast? We have. We did cafeteria rolls recently. Yeah. And I was just going to ask, So, did, but your cafeteria rolls worked out? They were fine. Yeah. Okay. And this was the same yeast? Same yeast. Okay. I don't know that. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you mine rose. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and how, then... how long did it, did it take the two and a half hours? Because this is a long rise. You know, I let it go for two and a half. I didn't pay attention. Okay. So at two and a half, I didn't, I didn't go in and check on it, you know, at two or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I set a timer for two and a half. Um, I do also use my 
proofing oven is, is that how you say it poofing proofing um I have an oven that you can set to that proof which is you know a very mild warm setting Ooh. and when I use that things tend to rise for me beautifully mm-hmm. so I did that and, and at two and a half it was well risen okay cool yeah see I was doing this at night so the house was kind of cold ah <laughs> uh, ah uh, so that could be, and you went for three hours and you didn't and it didn't rise nicely nothing okay yeah that's interesting did you get a good final product though I did I did. Yeah, it yeah. kind of it's kind of weird to me that it does need to rise because because okay, so then this thing rises, right? Mm-hmm. And then you prepare this topping which has a huge amount of butter in it, right? Huge. It's butter. Yeah. Um a lot of sh- a good amount of sugar. Mm-hmm. Too. It's very sweet. Um 300 grams of sugar, a cup and a half of sugar. So, it's 12 tablespoons <laughs> and 300 grams of sugar. I was just pouring, there's, like there's, pouring things into your mixer just laughing. There's a lot going laughing on. Laughing right? like a villain. <laughs> and you say so you're beating this butter and sugar together until it's light and fluffy, and then you add some egg and a little bit of flour. Again, it's just like a cup and three mm-hmm. tablespoons. This is not having a lot of flour in this. No. This is, this is really butter. Um, and, and then you just spoon it on top of this bottom, right? Which for me was this risen cake, right? Mm-hmm. You spoon it on top and then you use a, a spatula to just spread it all around. Mm-hmm. And so when I spread it on top, it does kind of like deflate uh, okay. the, the bottom. And then when it bakes that bottom gets totally deflated. Mm-hmm. So it does look like a crust. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like as you great analogy before said, it kind of looks like lemon bars mm-hmm. when, when you cut it and then you look at it from the side angle, it really does look like that. And so I don't understand really what the yeast is doing. In I, you know, I think it's just the, the text, the final <laughs> texture of it is like, it's pretty tender. It's not like a short crust, like lemon bars or pecan bars or anything That's like that. True. It's super tender. And I th- and so yeah, maybe I think that might the be yeast it. is keeping it that way. I think so. Like the 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 structure of the crust is different from take crumbs yes. and press it into something. Like there's a lot right, of that's there's true. a little bit of air in there that makes it a different texture. That's true. That I guess makes it lighter. It's not hard. No, it's not hard. It's it's yeah. yeah like I said, it's different. It's different. And I guess that's why the whole thing does seem more when you, when you use a fork and and bite into that it does seem more like a cake mm-hmm. rather than a bar because it is a it's gooey definitely gooey right. but you could yeah you, you it doesn't have that hard crust even though it looks like it would. right it looks like if you look from the side view it looks like it looks it like it would be hard but it's very very soft and tender I mm-hmm. feel like it tasted a lot like the like a like a pecan pie but without the nuts because it has the butter, yeah. the sugar. It has a little bit of corn syrup in there that I had to go out and get, especially for yeah. this, because I don't, I don't usually cook with corn syrup unless I'm making pecan pies. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's super – like, it took me about 45 minutes to bake this because I wanted it to have that little jiggle that they recommend, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not totally solid, but, like, a little jiggle. And so – I, and did you see the the rise and fall? Yeah, I thought that it says it says that 
the cake will rise and fall in waves and have a golden <laughs> I've brown. I've never seen and, a recipe that's like your cake will rise and fall in waves. Right. And, and like expect this to happen. Like you're not doing something wrong, right? It's more like if it rises and falls, this, this is, is what, what you, you want. Wrong, like right? you want you want chaos in your oven. You just want chaos. So, I thought that was kind of it. Okay. So it's meant to look like this. Mm-hmm. Um but it does. It it looks all kind of wrinkly on the corners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's some sort of it. It's so it looks appealing though. It, in that the color, yeah, the colors are very pretty. And then you dust. I dusted it with powdered sugar, mm-hmm. and it just it. I thought it looked pretty, even with this, you know, sort of wavy, you know, not uniform, I mean, craggy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very, it's and, a very like lovely <laughs> homemade looking dessert, but it tastes amazing. It does. And my nephew did tell me, he says, don't forget, put whipped cream on whip there. Whipped cream. Holy cow. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, mind you, he's having the pumpkin. Right, right. Usually, but so I did, I put some whipped cream oh and gosh. some fresh raspberries. Oh, yeah. And it's really good. So then that's how I, we had it as a dessert. Mm-hmm. The next morning, it does say, you know, <laughs> you can have it for breakfast the next morning. And that is what we did. <laughs> See, I like you follow directions. <laughs> like you, I did. I followed instructions. You stay, you stay true to the recipe. You're not, you didn't <laughs> deviate from that. I, I was surprised at the texture the next day because I thought it would be kind of a mess. You know, like when you take it out of the oven, you let it cool a little bit. It's still kind of like liquidy and very gooey. And then the mm-hmm. next morning when I cut it into squares, like they were really neat pretty squares like they, mm-hmm. they held their shape it wasn't dry it wasn't like hard or like kind of toffee-ish or anything like it was a really nice texture yeah yeah I I agree and so it it definitely survives overnight mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much longer it survives after that because it didn't last that long I mean in terms <laughs> of we, we ate slash you know we, we we did distribute it to some other households um and one thing that I did like about this is they mentioned the the crisp edges, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That that it does that. Oh, and and it's the same debate over brownies, right? Do you like that that edge that's a little bit more of the chew that you get on the edge, mm-hmm. or do you just like that gooey center, right? And I kind of like the edge. You like? I'm an equal opportunity, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat anything you put on my plate. <laughs> the crust, but it's a different cake from the center to the sides, right? I feel like it's different. That's, so, but I feel like you get that kind of with brownies too, right? Like the very center brownie I, to me is way different than the corner brownie, right? Than that corner edge brownie, right? right? And I kind of feel like that's what you get with this exactly. Cake. This cake is such a joy. If you're, it, I, I would recommend this to people who like something indulgent, but who don't like to decorate or futz with their desserts or like. Like, I have a hard time with piping. <laughs> like, if you just want to put something that's, you know, like, very delicious and still kind of interesting <laughs> looking on the table that is pretty low fuss, like, I would go with this. The St. Louis gooey butter cake is, like, so sweet and so full of – it's and full of it heart. I think well. it would travel well. I think it would travel well. So, like, you know, when we can do potlucks yeah. again – I think that this would be a really good, you know, picnic potluck. Con- con- sort of a conversation thing. starter for people in LA, you for could, sure. You could cut it into the squares, you mm-hmm. know, beforehand and put it on a platter and it just... Sturdy. You can pick it up and eat You don't even need a no. fork. 
really with this with when it's cut into exactly. bars you know you could pick it up and eat it so it could definitely work as that so yeah i hope i hope our listeners give this a try because i think we both had success mm-hmm. um even if you, things didn't we go were exactly a little bit confused but we both had something really delicious at the end yeah yeah give it a try everyone What are we baking next week, Stacey? So next week, we are going to do the chocolate cream pie recipe from the Washington Post. Mm, this mm, was, mm. yeah, this was one of the big recipes in 2020. They have a list of some of their top recipes from 2020, and it, it was in there. And I felt like we can't really do a baking podcast and not do a pie. So chocolate cream pie just sounded wonderful to me. And the picture of this pie on their site looked amazing. So that's what I picked. How exciting. Thanks for baking along with us this week on The Baker's Notebook. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. See you next time. Bye.